Dude, have you seen my scanner? Like, I, I, I set it on the, the countertop here, and I haven't seen it. I got a shit ton of DVDs to check in. Is it the laser one? What do you mean a laser? I mean, it's got a light on it. Yeah. Oh, man. Lasers, dude. You know Kiss canceled their shows, the rest of their remaining shows. How'd you get there from here? Lasers, dude. How'd you get to lasers? Yeah, man, they have lasers at the show. I've been to, I've been to 32 Kiss shows. Do you need a 33rd? Can never get enough. <sighs> Fuck. Shit. Anyway, have you the scanner, have you seen it? No, man. Like Okay. You talking about the movie scanners? I I, I guess we work at a video store, sure. Have you seen scanners? I've seen the movie, yeah. Did we have it for rent here? I don't know. I don't you think guys so. need some dirt? Oh shit! Where did that guy come from? Did you order a bunch of dirt? Yeah, they usually come in from the door. Uh, you know what? I'm assuming Jerry sent you. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry said I gotta come fill in a moat. I got a whole truckload full of dirt. All right. See, Dan, I was actually prepared for this. I read my emails this morning. Um, yeah, I mean, are you just you gonna wheelbarrow emails? this in? Yeah. All well, right. Hans, bring the dirt in. German crew, look at, huh? Look at, oh, I only hire the best Eastern European dirt boys. Look at him. You look norm- at him. You normally just uh, associate Eastern Europeans with, like, you know, clean, like cleanliness and order. Like, oh, not, these, uh, these not are dirt, dirt boys. All right. Look at, the, look at the way the dirt glistens off their bodies. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. If only you had a laser to shine on their on their biceps there, Dan, huh? Lasers, man. Mm-hmm. Did I tell I you had my scanner, kiss? I'd scan these guys. You just dump it in that hole over there. Yeah, it's pretty obvious where it's going. Uh, is that truck going to be would... enough? Oh, we got trucks coming, dude. All right. Did, did they There's no all... shortage of dirt. I still need customers to be able to get in and out, though. Did they settle uh, the you know, lawsuit whatever. for the guy that fell in there? Jerry settled that? Shh. Just cover it up, Hans. Yep, there you no go. No big deal. Just covering it up. These guys yes, these guys know how to fill a hole full of dirt, so Dan, don't worry about Dan, it. Dan, if you think for a second our names aren't potentially on any sort of lawsuit, just shut up, man. Just fill it up. Oh, that's right, the cameras. Yep. Fucking Jerry, man. I mean, uh, anyway. Love Jerry, man. So. Uh, Hans, bring that special load in, too, on the next run. What's in that one? Oh, it's not. It's Jerry wanted them put in. They're just, they're just little like. Uh, you sound like you're up to something, sir. Well, we're just putting graboids in the dirt. What the fuck is that? You know, they're just little, uh, little grabbers for the store. Dude, I know graboids. Graboids, they ain't little. No, these these ones are fine. They'll, it'll be good for the store. Jerry said. Is it like a fertilizer or something? For real though, like are you just putting earthworms or larvae in there? What are you doing? Yeah, it's like that. It's just it's like a big worm. Do we so. gotta feed these things? Oh, you don't have to worry about that. They'll <laughs> they'll find sustenance. I don't know what that word means, but I believe it. Just kind of be just just be careful around the hole. So that's where we're putting them. That's where they'll start. They'll branch out. Come on. No, no. Keep it up here because I can't have people going in and out of the porno room tracking 
Hey, sand fill the everywhere. porn room. Put Shit, dirt in the porn room. Anything. Usually they run back there to look to see if it's real or not. Damn it. Oh, I, you know, it, it, it's no concern. I, I got the dirt, boys. What, that's your porn? It's a little bit of everything. They do the dirt. I look at them. It's good stuff. Hey, you're pretty big. You kind of look like a, you'd be a good dirt boy. Who's he talking to here? I don't, I don't I'm afraid to acknowledge him. Pop that shirt off and go he's, grab a load of dirt. Didn't he have like he's this guy's got like a a Manson vibe about him though. Like he keeps talking about this dirt. I kinda wanna You'll never know this, this dirt. I wanna work with this dirt. You'll never know the secrets of the dirt if you don't start somewhere. How long have you been working in dirt, sir? On this week's episode of Five Day Rentals, we watch Tremors. Welcome back to Five Day Rentals. This is a podcast where we pick categories for movies and then we watch movies that meet that criteria. It's only one of its kind. Uh, this week's category, or th- this round of categories, is uh, it came from the VHS cover. This was picked by Dan. Hey. Previously, we watched uh, Demon Knight. From Tales from the Crypt. And this is my selection. I picked from 1990 a little movie called Tremors. Shit, yeah. Guys, how much do you love Tremors? I can't tell you that information yet. I'm not going to lie, dude. It, this movie's a fucking classic. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, this is this is going to be... I think this is going to be a tough rate my letterbox situation. So, mm-hmm. we ready? You want? You just want to dive into these general fucking thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Let's have some. Shall we dig in? Yeah, let's dig in this dirt. Uh, well, I mean, this was your pick. How familiar mm-hmm. or were you with it going in? I mean, I tried to rent this movie a bunch when I was a little kid. Kind of forgot about it. We didn't have cable in my house growing up, so I never caught this on USA or wherever else the hell it was. Um, Fucking loser. And I think like a year or two ago, that these were all on uh, HBO for a little while, so I finally watched the first one. And I thought it was great then. Thought it was even better this time around. Yeah. When did you When did you log that? Uh, I don't think I did log it. Amateur. I I actually freaked out today because I thought, shit, do I have this on my on my list? Like, does does somebody know? But I also feel like you would have said something beforehand, like maybe at the end of last episode. Like, but dude, this this is a we could put this in uh, Hunt for Red October. Um. 
Top Gun. Casablanca. <laughs> no, I'm thinking like the Citizen Kane. <laughs> the movies that were just like speed. Those were the movies that my family like. If they were on, we stopped and we watched. It doesn't matter if it was on USA with commercials. Um. This was like, if somebody had this VHS and we needed something to watch, we fucking threw on Tremors. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, through my childhood, Tremors was up. always there. Yeah. It always. Crazy how well this movie holds up. It's a good one. Well, mm-hmm. you guys just want to get into the plot? It's fucking, yeah, man. Do it, Karan. Take a piss off these cliffs, dude. That's right. All right. This is Trimmers from 1990. We open in complete darkness and then smash cut to a scenic view over a cliff. Uh, we meet our hero. Were you guys zooming in? Did you guys pause and zoom in? Could... <laughs> Try to see his dick? Trying to see his dick. We, we I... watched Hollow Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you watch the first Friday, the 13th, you basically see his penis in the little uh, Speedo that he's wearing. That was always the most uncomfortable part of the movie to me. Did you watch it in front of your parents? Friday the 13th? No. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I watched Hollow Man with my parents. That was uncomfortable. I probably his, watched His Hollow penis Man isn't the well. uncomfortable part of Hollow Man. Shit, it's been a long time. The Ronimitra sequence, which we will not talk about. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah, Getting it's us off track. He- it's when he turns hollow and you can't see him anymore. That, mm-hmm. That's a and big he, concern. And he does with his powers what I think too many people would do. Ah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's a, a hol- hollow rapist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, uh, this guy's pissing off the cliff. That's his my, name is Valentine. I was going to say that's my costume for Halloween. How'd you know? <laughs> uh, hollow rapist? <laughs> It's a joke, guys. It's a joke. Relax. Hold your tweets. Uh, after he gets done, he walks over to his buddy who's sleeping in the bed of a truck. This is our other hero, Earl. Uh, and he wakes him up by faking a stampede. The two share a morning cigarette, and then they argue over who's going to make breakfast. Val says he did it yesterday. It was bologna and beans. Earl says he did it, and it was eggs. And they settle this over a little game of rock, paper, scissors. Val throws paper, uh, and Earl throws scissors. This is something that will come up a few times. Does anybody Pretty- miss a morning cigarette? I was never, even at the peak of my smoking, I was never a morning cigarette guy. Mm. I, I, had to, like, I had to ease into it. Yeah, not like first thing in the morning. I'd wait till I was at work, and then we would get a break in the middle. That would be my first cigarette. Yeah. But first cigarette, like start of the day, that's like a hungover cigarette. It's a good cigarette. (laughs) But it's usually a good sign of like, oh, you are subsiding on cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure both of these guys, you know, you don't keep that leanness these days without... Not a little nicotine assistance. Uh, who do you guys believe? Who do you think actually made breakfast the day before? Uh, Val. Well, it's got to. 
Yeah, it's got to be Val, right? Bologna and beans is way more specific than eggs. <laughs> but he says eggs over easy. Like, he says it. You think Val did, and he's just sort of manipulating him? He's taking... He's... I think Val lets himself lose some of these rock, paper, scissor games so he can <laughs> get what he needs later. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, I think he just kind of caves, and he's like, well, I'll do this thing, and then... Because he doesn't win yeah. a single one, right? He loses every one throughout the movie. No, he wins one. He wins one? Mm-hmm. Uh, that he does, but then it... Yeah, it, it kind of turns out to be for not, but he does win one. But he goes anyway. We'll get right. there. Oh, you're, you're saying when he... Yes, sorry. Yes, you're correct. Oh, no. You're correct. There's, there's one before that. Mm-hmm. We'll Shit. get there. Okay. All right. Uh, we learn that these two guys are basically just hired hands, and they're out somewhere installing a bunch of barbed wire. Uh, they're driving and discussing their jobs for the day, and it's garbage day. This really seems to bum them out, but, I mean, I don't know why garbage day is any worse than barbed wire day sorry i know i'm setting some records for speed bumps here uh kevin bacon cannot swing a hammer (laughs) like was that the best take upon further research he did it on purpose that's what i would say too yeah (laughs) after that movie premiere i would have no i kind of first three minutes of the movie it it looks like he's doing it (laughs) I was doing the hammer like that as a goof. It was yeah. on purpose. Mm-hmm. I believe in bacon. I'm sorry. I believe the bacon. How come the joke wasn't bologna and bacon? Two on the nose. Nah, I feel like you missed an opportunity. Maybe that's what it was in the original script, and he was like, it's got to go. Well, you're not. It's got to go no, where I no quit. bacon. No bacon exists in the universe of my movies. You can't just take uncured bacon out into the wilderness. He was out there frying in the desert. You know how good Kevin Bacon smelled during the filming of this movie. Like a like a like a really old seasoned bottle of Old Spice. Yeah, like your grandpa's bottle. I just mean that you could probably take bologna out unrefrigerated, no problems. But bacon, that's not going to have much of a shelf life. We're talking about guys drinking beers out of a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the new way that I have started storing my beer. Cool. Mm -hmm. Can really get them down in there. I think you can storm in that back part. That's a good idea. Beer while you shit. Yeah. Oh, just, you, yeah, next to your kilo of cocaine. Where are you going with that ice? I got to ice down my shitter beers. No, dude, the tank water's cold enough for a, yeah, you still gotta for have a beer. A you, guys, you guys miss peeing on ice in bars? Like in I urinals? I did that like once. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've, I've done that before. Yeah, it's fine, I at guess. Like, at like a pool hall? I find it very, very satisfying. You live in Nashville, Kyle. I thought that was every time you peed. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no plumbing really out here. <laughs> we just just pissing ice and you're just you getting know. buckets. Of ice. There's a guy with like a with a horse drawn carriage, right? He's oh just yeah, leaving buckets of ice on your door. Mm-hmm. Piss man's here. You got to make sure you brought enough uh, corn cobs with you for wherever you're going, in mm-hmm. case you got a, a dump you got to take. I have something that will solve that for you. It's called a condom. Mm-hmm. I know, but I still want to fit in with the locals. You know, <laughs> they see you go in there without a corn cob, they're gonna think you're filth. Look at this fancy motherfucker. Anyway, these two guys are driving along, uh, discussing their jobs. Eagle-eyed Valentine spots a female grad student from a mile away and drives off the road to get her. You will have long blonde hair, big green eyes, world-class breasts, ass that don't won't quit, and legs that go all the way up. Did we all write that down, too? I had world-class breasts, ass that don't quit. Yeah. The only two parts Dane was interested in. <laughs> uh, so this grad student introduces herself. She's Rhonda. She's studying seismology, and she's been getting some weird readings on the machine. Uh, she also looks like she buried her face in a mountain of cocaine. So there's that. Mm-hmm. The old lifeguard Gotta- zinc oxide or whatever nose block like sunblock mm-hmm. yeah i feel like you would need way more than just your nose out there yeah why do they just do their nose i think because they'll have sunglasses and then like a hat i think like if they lift up i think their the nose might stick out i think that's the reasoning also i think the skin on the nose is different so it's like that's... more prone to blackheads and and stuff it's a thinner skin that all sounds plausible the way you laid it out I'm, so i'm honestly pulling it all out of my my ass um, i was gonna say i don't believe none of this but i think it's perfect for her character this like bookwormy sort of like you know grad student who mm. doesn't even who, she like doesn't shave her legs which we see later um you know <laughs> So well, the, she has been out overnight at that point. Uh, she's got more than just a night's growth. <laughs> um, not judging, but I think it's it's with it's within her character. I think it was a good joke. Uh, so these two, they get back in their truck. They drive down to towards the town of Perfection. Uh, Earl teases Val about his history with women. He's got like you know a bunch of pictures up on his uh, the little sun visor of another lady. That's Tammy Lynn Baxter. <laughs> uh, Val says I'm a victim of circumstance, and Earl says, "Is that what you call your pecker?" <laughs> that was pretty good. Using peckers funny. <laughs> Take advantage if you're in improv class right now. Start throwing it in everywhere. Uh, These guys pull up to Walter Chang's General Market. 
and inside we meet Bert and Heather Gummer. These two are classic Republicans. Oh, the the libertarian wet dream here. <laughs> Fit right in. Bert starts going on about uh, if those college kids find something like uranium or oil up there, next thing you know, the feds will be at our doors. Imminent domain. So this guy's worried about losing his plot of sand out in the desert. Yep. Uh, at this point, there's a quick little cut of a pile of dirt that's shaking. And I just wrote down a trimmer, if you will. <laughs> uh, Rhonda is burying some equipment and we kind of enter like a trimmer POV, which is odd because they, they should all be underground, but we get like a little camera shot that's kind of dollying across the dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but luckily she gets in her truck right before it gets her and drives off. We cut back over to Val and Earl. They're doing some of these odd jobs. Um, they hate the garbage job and decide they'd rather pump a septic tank, which seems like a, like a worse job than what they were going to be doing anyway. Not a very environmentally friendly here with the trash. Just kind of bury it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like each job, there's like a back and forth conversation between the two of like, is this really what we want to do? You know, and then the jobs get like progressively worse. And each, you know, each job, they're sort of trading off one, you know, saying I would fucking leave here. You know, I would rather do something else. Mm-hmm. So the sh- by the time they get to the shit, we're sort of ag- agreeing with them. Yeah, this sucks. Well, they are pumping this septic tank, and then they get sprayed with what looks like the blackest shit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Looks like oil. Fucking, yeah. Whoever's house this is needs to go to a doctor immediately. It's, it's fucking Melvin, man. Drainage, Earl. Uh, This incident convinces them it's probably time to leave town permanently. Uh, So they're kind of just loading up their truck, getting the hell out of there. Guys, Kron, sorry to interrupt. This life isn't that bad. I mean, anytime they're not working, they're drinking beers. For sure. They're they're their own bosses. As soon as they walked in Shanks, he cracked beers for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're working out in... God's I country. mean, it looks ni- yeah, it looks nice where they are, mm-hmm. like surrounded by mountains. Yeah, there's no, I don't, I don't see much to complain about here. Maybe a little more cash flow, yeah. Maybe some more ladies, but there's got to be a town close, Bixby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 38 miles away. Have you guys looked up the Tremors map? It's pretty interesting. You didn't send us the diagrams. I was, was kind of talking up the diagrams, and then I was going to send them to you because they're actually ones that I've done in my own time. Um, <laughs> Personal collection. Mm-hmm. Dan, don't ever apologize for interrupting because it keeps the show what it is. If this was an hour and a half of Kyle just reading the plot points. Yeah, no one would yeah. enjoy that. I thought that was our plan for episode 72, 
we're just not going to say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll, I'll release. Yeah, I'll just release one person's track. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. I did that once when I was listening to one of the the previews or on on Dropbox. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck happened to this?" And I realized, like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I think it was this Kyle. <laughs> you guys know that band, uh, the Flaming Lips. Yeah, yeah, they're from Oklahoma. They put out an album that was. It was like four LPs that you had to play all at the same time. Yeah, I heard that. We could just release the the podcast like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody would. Big ass riddle. You wait until the third lion roars, and then you hit play on all of our audio files, and uh, it'll totally it'll sync up with Wizard of Oz, dude. It's demons too the whole time. Uh, so they're getting ready to leave town permanently, but they get stopped by this lady who wants them to build a kiln. Uh, she offers them, you know, free lunches, free beer, and yet they turn her down. Mm-hmm. They're they're driving out of town, uh, and they come upon this old guy who's climbed up onto an electrical tower. Uh, they hop out, figure out who's going to go up there and see what's going on. Val again here loses at rock, paper, scissors, climbs up to find this old guy is dead. And we find out that he also just went up there and basically died of dehydration. Yeah, they took him to the doctor. The doctor says, yeah, he died of dehydration. What'd they do with his body afterwards? It was just in the back of the truck. And I'm like, how'd this doctor like come up with that so quick? Yeah, but they show up with the body in the back of the truck. But then what do they do with the rest? Like, <laughs> where's his body the rest of the movie? I think that's why they give you the garbage scene before. So they probably just dug a little shallow okay. grave and <laughs> chucked him in. Like, uh, I, cu- to me, I'm going, the doc should say, I'll take his body into Bixby. I got to go pick up some stuff anyway. You know what I mean? Like, that's where my brain goes. Because I was like, where the fuck is Edgar? Like, where's his body? I think they probably just buried him. Yeah. Uh, We cut over to an old farmer. He's got a bunch of sheep. The sheep are acting pretty weird. And then this is the first guy we see actually get sucked underneath the earth. And those sheep were so happy. Well, for a little while, right? Actually, the sheep like to be shaved because they feel real better afterwards. But No, he nobody... used to have sex with the sheep. Oh, okay. Sorry. Same. That was an actual conversation I had once. <laughs> Actually, the sheep like to be shaved. Otherwise, they get all natty. I was like, <laughs> so they do that. Like They only do that, though, because they've been shaved, right? And then, no. Okay. I would have said, well, you need so to So in the wild, your... they just get that bad. I just said, you need to give your sheep a better beer than Natty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I was fucking a sheep, it, I'd shave it. You better <laughs> believe it. <laughs> sure. That shut him up. He's like, yeah, dude, I love it. I you love ever did fucking it? a shaved sheep. He's like, oh. That's how you get out of any conversation. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, you took the vaccine? I said, no, I fucked it. <laughs> I fucked it. Oh, I thought you were just going to be like, no, I fucked a sheep instead. <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, that really works? No, you gotta make it. Re- you gotta make it relative to the conversation. I mean, they're taking horse paste right now. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> for real. Maybe that's what I'm, we should do, dude. If you told them it prevented COVID, somebody. I mean, mm-hmm. Marjorie Taylor get, Green out there getting on, up underneath mm-hmm. a goat. <laughs> oh, God damn! I can't find sheep anywhere. Sold out everywhere. It's a natural remedy. <laughs> God damn! I wish we owned some sheep. I mean, I think we could be huge in the uh, conservative podcast market. Just, just, we already make up shit all the time. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is you just got to get big enough to get canceled. And and then you you take the people, you know, you find your market there. I don't know. We'd have to go up against Rush Limbaugh reruns and (laughs) Infowars. I don't know. I did make a uh, Halloween rapist joke earlier, so maybe... Maybe that'll mm-hmm. get us canceled. I think just every 15 minutes we would have to break in and be like, you need Buy the, gold. You need the solar poncho. They're turning the frogs gay, and now they're telling us that we can't go out and fuck our own sheep. Okay? Oh, First shit. it was the gay frogs. Now it's a liberal agenda. <laughs> Buy gold. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, Rush Limbaugh on the show tonight. Oh, okay. I was a, that was my bad Alex Jones, which became <laughs> same thing. Let me see. You know what? A Rush would. I will eat my neighbors. <laughs> Ten years of this show, I never used cussing. I'll fucking kill your ass. I'll fucking eat your ass. <laughs> to protect my a lim- daughters. A, lim- a Limbaugh would be more like, like kind of uh, snootier. Yeah, the feminazis. You got to be high on Oxycontin and smoking a cigar to really I'm, get. I remember when I started, when I started work, there's a guy and we sat down to lunch. He's like, oh, you don't listen to Rush Limbaugh? I was like, no. Why would you? He's like, oh, that's really great stuff. You should start listening to that. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm all right. <laughs> oh, you're missing I, out. <laughs> I used to listen to him at the video store, actually, because he came on. Like when I would open the store and I would just fucking crack up. It was like right before his, uh, I think the opioid ad- like addiction admission, you know, the feminazis. So he was just high mm-hmm. as a kite broadcasting yeah. for. But I man, I wish I had Alex Jones because he's so much better. Hmm. I remember before he got you like fuck? real. You fucking piece of shit. You fuck. Before I watch that once like, a week. Really big. Somebody showed me a video that he had made of like trying to break into uh, like a like a cult of the richest people, and there was like all this like owl imagery and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the the place you can find on Google Maps, right? That's up in like Northern know, California. Man. Okay, Pro- yeah, it's something like that. But he was like, "We're gonna hop the fence and <laughs> get in there." He's in uh not is it waking life? Oh shit. The first I don't know. the first rotoscope. Um what's his name? Texas filmmaker. Kim Hinkle? No. Um uh, No, say <laughs> it wasn't me. 
Um, <laughs> fucking School of Rock director. God oh, damn, wow. Boyhood. Uh, Dazed and Confused. Link Letter. Link Letter. His first rotoscope. Wasn't that Waking Life? Yeah, yeah I, think I think so. so. Yeah, I think Alex Jones is in Waking Life. I think he's got yeah. like a part where he's like driving around screaming into like a microphone or a bullhorn or something. First, they turn the frogs gay. You fucking fuck. Kick your fucking ass. I'd eat my neighbors. Kim Hinkle is. Stop it. I'm producing. Busy. Quit produce saying my goddamn name. Big news with Kim Hinkle in the last two weeks. He's producing the new re- or Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel that Netflix just purchased. So. Is it next what? generation, the next generation? Yeah. No. What? No, it's In the not. continuity, where does it fit? It is an older Leatherface. So a direct sequel from the original. Just producing, wow. though. All old school, no CGI. So they're, doing the, so they're doing the Halloween thing, huh? Pretty much. Maybe a two-day. Who knows? Yeah. It has to be. Uh, okay, anyway, Val and Earl are leaving town, and they come up to this farm. Uh, they basically see that all these sheep are dead, so I don't think they're too happy. Too, they're not too happy now, Dan. For a moment, they were. Uh, and they see this old farmer's hat in the dirt. They pick it up, and just his head is underneath it. Why would they leave the head? That I didn't. I didn't get. You know, maybe they said, "I got sheep to eat over here." And I mean, yeah. Oh, a little treat for later. <laughs> Save that head. For I mean, later. if they sucked him down, maybe they. Maybe he was taller than they thought. <laughs> they just closed at the neck and mm-hmm. popped it right off. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he was wearing heels. Sure. <laughs> we we don't ever see his feet, mm-hmm. so it's hard to say. And this is where uh, fucking Kevin Bacon is really like, what the hell's going on? Like he's like he's lost it at this point, mm-hmm. right? And then we get uh, I think Earl's freak out, which is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, yeah, Val and Earl are driving back to town. They gotta tell some people about this. Uh, they see some road construction guys and tell them to leave that someone's out there cutting off people's heads. A real psycho. Yeah. I thought I had the same energy of in like Dumb and Dumber when it's like, we got no food, we got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off. (laughs) Uh, The road crew guys don't really believe any of this, and they just get back to work. One of these guys... true, man. (laughs) One of these guys is drilling, and he hits something, and a bunch of blood comes up out of the ground. Not before his buddy, though, goes and grabs a crowbar. Yeah, what's that all about? I think he's like, "Uh, I don't know. Because the guy drilling's like, they're fucking with us. But the other one, he's like, no, something's going on. Yeah, because he's looking. Mm -hmm. He goes all Half-Life on it. Uh, Val and Earl show up over at Chang's place and let everybody know about the deaths. Uh, but also, they find out that the phone is out. 
They decide at this point that the best thing would be to go to Bixby and get some help. Um, but sure enough, as they're heading that way, they find out that the road is all blocked up now. And they also find one of these guys' hard hats that just has some brains and hair hanging out of it. Yeah. Classic slasher sounds here. Yeah. I kind of stepped on your part where the guy drills and, you know, gets fucking killed. And then the crowbar guy gets crushed. Mm Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, that, the, the hard hat, that fucking hair and viscera, it's probably Mm -hmm. the nastiest thing in the movie. I mean, what? Just a good practical effect. Did it cost that much? <laughs> Looks great on screen. Mm-hmm. You just you get a little bit of hair off of one of those sheep. Mm-hmm. Scotch tape. A few pieces of bologna. That's what the inside <laughs> of my head looks like. A little red corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. As they're trying to leave and uh, I guess let everybody know the road's out, their truck kind of, they back up and they think they're hung up on something. Uh, They can't get the truck free. Finally, they do get out of there. Um, They head back over to Chang's and now we see what had prevented the truck from going. Looks like some kind of half of an eel wrapped around the axle. Uh, we learn also that these eels stink pretty bad, and Walter and Val haggle over the price of this creature. That's one thing that they just beat into our heads on this movie, is how bad these things stink. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we got it. They smell. But it well, just keeps going. Stink real bad, Dan. Oh, man, these things stink more dead than they do alive. Do you think that adds, uh, like, a sense of terror to it? You know, because the movie's sort of lower budget. I mean, I think what they do with the effects, considering, look great. But do you think it's a way to kind of amplify the how bad the situation would be? I don't give a shit. It already (laughs) looks good. You told me that they smell... Maybe they were planning a 3D presentation of the film, but the third dimension was smell that they would pump into the theater. Mm-hmm. Hot garbage sitting there all day. Yeah. Throw that you just, down. You just got a kid making minimum wage, holding a like a bucket of shit and garbage in front of a fan. <laughs> Feeds into the air vent. He's just breaking open old condoms. Yeah. S- smell that trimmer. Um, we cut over to an old couple that's building a house out in the desert. This is where their generator stops working. And is that the doctor, correct? Yeah. Yes. This guy's a doctor. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, the generator stops working and they go to investigate and sure enough, it's been drug underground. (laughs) No, are you sure? I mean, it is just a cord coming out of the ground. I would say so. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, this lady's not so sure that's what actually happened, but (laughs) it seemed pretty obvious to me. Mm. Uh, These two get attacked by the Graboids. Um, The guy instantly gets dragged under. The lady makes it back to her car, but 
sure enough, these things just drag the whole car under. Get a cool shot of some headlights, like, shooting up into the night sky. Mm-hmm. Typical Ford, man. Can't even make it out of there. I was wow. going to say typical Ford fucking gets buried, and the headlights are still fucking working, yeah, man. Like, still still yeah, running, Still dude. solid as shit. Can't go anywhere, but you at least the lights are still working. You could have pulled that thing right out, and it would have started up. <laughs> what did... uh? What did Chuck Norris drive in that movie that we watched for Jihad? Doesn't his truck get buried underground and he just drives it? Lone Wolf yeah, McQuaid? A Bronco. Uh, there you go, dude. I wish it was. I don't think it was. I think it was a GMC. It I think it was a no. GMC. Yeah. There's a dude with a badass, uh, like, baby blue Bronco 2. I mm-hmm. see him going to the gate every once in a while. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> That's, like, the only Ford I'd buy. Uh, back over at Chang's, Bert is trying to get everyone to arm themselves. It's a roads it. Oh, sorry, it's a Dodge Ram Charger. It was like their answer to the Bronco, I think. Their version of the Ram. Sorry. Uh, Bert's trying to get everyone to arm themselves. The roads out. The phones out. Uh, this is when they get the idea that maybe somebody can take a couple horses to Bixby. And everyone at Chang's is kind of like, well, who's the best at riding horses? Of course, it's Val and Earl. What? What? What is Bert's job? I think Bert what? was like independently wealthy, and he just has bought an armory. It's retired. Retired? Is he old enough to have been retired? I, don't, I just. Yeah, it seems like he's like forty-five okay. or so. 48. Maybe he retired early. Yeah, he seems like maybe he was like an engineer. I mean, or Reba, something, you know. Maybe she's. Maybe that is what Reba McIntyre is doing. She retired, you know. Now she's married to Bert out in the desert. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really Reba McIntyre? Yeah, that's really Reba McIntyre. Did you not no, know that? But you're saying in the in the movie, she's yeah, playing herself. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. That explains why she um, sings at the end of the movie. Does she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's her song over the credits. We pay attention here on Five Day Rentals. One of us does. I think they... I mean, they seem self-sufficient. They probably don't have to pay a ton to live out in the desert like this. Right. Yeah, they're probably hunting and, like, shit like that. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, they're pressing their own ammo, so. Okay. Is that what they're doing with that blue bucket? Yeah, they're cleaning it. Yeah. That like, sands it, kind of cleans it down before they load it. All right, so these guys are getting ready to uh, hop on these horses and ride out to Bixby. Uh, Earl says, what do you want, the Colt or this old rifle? Val chooses the rifle. This is where they rock, paper, scissors, and Val throws rock. Oh, that's right, because then, then Reba gives, ends up giving Earl the bigger one anyway. That's mm-hmm. right. I guess in my mind, I always thought that I'd rather have the revolver. 
because I feel like that'd be easier to shoot while on the horse, but I got you. I don't know, dude. I played Red Dead 2, and (laughs) rifles were always pretty good. I I don't know. I don't think I could keep myself up on a horse without a... I think you just kind of balance up, right? I don't don't fuck with horses, so... (laughs) Just sheep. I'm glad. I'm glad these horses died, because I'm anti-horse. Like, just just kill them. We don't need them. I'm all. I think they they look pretty and they look majestic when they're all running through the fields and shit. But nah. I'm not a big horse guy. Hey, there ain't nothing there. It's I mean, like would the you land go so, shark. Would you go so far as to describe yourself as anti-horse, like Dan did? No, yeah, we're I would, a, we're I an would, anti-horse podcast. No, 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 no. I'm not bringing the dude. Horse people. Are fucking crazy, dude. We mm. can take, we can take any fucking horse, dude. You seen jockeys? They're tiny. Mm. Nay, nee, that's because the horses they that. like them. They like them small. Horses are all pedophiles, and that's the closest thing they can have riding them. Little jockeys that look like little boys. Yeah, I said it. I mean, I'm more worried about the people who own the horses coming after us. Uh, oh, yeah, they all have money. That's yeah, the you other don't thing. want to mess with horse I, money. Dude. I always feel like people that have horses have money. Mm-hmm. Or they don't have enough money to properly take care of the horse, and then you get those fucking sad-ass animal rescue reality TV shows where they follow some fucking lady up in the Northeast who's got to go rescue a horse that's been locked in a stable in its own shit for six years. Kron is just worried because he lives in Tennessee, I think. That's why. There's more uh, horse there's more horse yeah, there's, money in his state than than our state, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of city horses out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see Those one every day when they drop off your piss, bo- uh, piss ice, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, why do you even need to own a horse if you're not racing horses? I, I, why are we racing guy. horses? Why? <laughs> well, that's at least you can gamble on it and make money. But if you're just like, I'm going to own a horse, that seems you could just own a car. Dude, I would fucking bet if you take the horses out of it and it was just those little jockeys running. <laughs> You'd put more money now? I would absolutely follow the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> if you, if you told me uh, Peter Nobody Smith Peter Smith was going for the the triple, you know, sure. This or, year, or would he still have like fucked up names? I can, <laughs> you know, like Charlotte's Redemption. You know, yeah. resume Bob. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'd still have a still have, you'd just, still have a Wrangler that does control the the jockeys. God damn it! I slipped over the gate. Keep, keep everything the same. Just take out the horse and have these guys horse racing gets so slap, canceled. Slapping their own ass and running around a track. Uh, you just have a guy following him and slapping him. Okay. Oh no, it looks like Resume Bob broke his leg in the third turn. <laughs> You're going to have to shoot him. Yeah. Resume Bob. 
Uh, as they're getting ready to leave, I thought this was pretty good. Chang also comes out and gives them some Swiss cheese and bullets to take with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Hey, Earl, here's some Swiss cheese and bullets. I definitely wrote that down. Mm-hmm. Looks like Dan missed it from his reaction. I've seen it, guys. I've seen this. I've he, seen this film multiple times. He's basking in the internal visualization of the new sport we just created. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys! Quick uh, cutaway story. I rented this movie on Monday. Watched it Monday night, and I was like, "I'll do my notes tomorrow." Got busy Tuesday and Wednesday. Had to re-rent this movie on Thursday. <laughs> On Wednesday, I mean. I guess I watched it Sunday, missed Monday and Tuesday. Oh, man. And then had to re-rent it last night. I was so pissed I had to rent this movie and pay for it. Mm-hmm. Because it's always on TV. Or oh, yeah. always streaming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. Well, at least you didn't pay $8 to rent it twice, <laughs> which is what I did. If you had to do that, if you had to do that on a movie, this is one of the better ones so far to have had to Mm -hmm. do that, though. Yeah, imagine having to do that for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Mm -hmm. That's true. I think I did my notes on the first watch. (laughs) So. Now, are you a first watch notes guy or a second watch notes guy? I try to be a second watch notes guy. I'm a first notes watch guy. Unless it's one of your movies, and then I don't give a shit. Probably, probably only gonna watch it once anyway. I finish half of it, and you'll fill me in on the rest. Yeah, I'll just peruse the Wikipedia and mm-hmm. read up on the plot. Dan gives you a pretty in-depth like guide mm-hmm. through the story, so yeah, you, I, you gotta watch first and then do notes second because I feel like it makes the notes so much faster because you kind of you already know the beats. Maybe I'll try it tonight with your pick of Babe Pig in the City. Shh. We already recorded that. Fuck. Did I miss it? Yeah. No, I'm saying we already record our reveal. People don't know that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Heather and Bert. Heather and Bert show up, and uh, this whole rock paper scissors thing didn't matter because Heather just hands over a much better gun anyway. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do you? Are you guys? One, two, three, shoot, or one, two, shoot with your rock, paper, scissors? Now, one, two, three, shoot. Yeah, okay. rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Okay, so in this movie, they're one, two, shoot. Hmm. On the fire department, yeah, I, I right. was the only person that was one, two, three, shoot. So I got accused of cheating all the time because we would go to shoot and people thought I was always trying to, like, you know, wait until they threw. Hmm. So I, I guess there's a there's a definite generation difference, I think, in, in those that are one, two, shoot, and one, two, three, shoot. I just want to make and sure this, that I had some support. And this was on the fires when you guys were dividing up the guns amongst the team? Yeah. Well, well we, bodies we would, were burning? Well, we would get to the fire, and then we could never decide on who got who, like what guns, because obviously mm-hmm. the best way to put out a fire is to shoot it. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing one, two, three, shoot. By the time I'm shooting, they've already shot. They're shooting actual guns, not their hands. No, no, just the hands. Oh. Then after about five minutes of figuring that out, pulling out our phones, Googling, finally deciding like terms. Usually by that point, we just left. 
Yeah. Cause well, it, the house the house is burned down. Once at that a point. house is yeah. at a certain point, you just Guy, let it. Guys, you just let it go. Let's be honest. It was a trailer. <laughs> yes, where I worked, the majority of those house fires were trailers. They'll go up quick. I mean, <laughs> you think graboids stink? <laughs> Fucking guys, mess trailer, folks. Just a with a dead horse behind it. <laughs> let's cut in real quick. We support all our listeners who live in trailers. All our listeners who own horses. Um, who else did we offend? Anybody that owns sheep, we love you guys. Okay. It's all fun. It's all fun and games. Yeah, just figure out which gun you want and yeah. make sure you got your terms for rock, paper, scissors mm-hmm. ready. If At this point, I kind of want to antagonize people. I want them to reach out because that it means people are listening. People make it this far. Any press is good press. Uh... Oh, also, this dipshit Melvin runs out of the store. He's faking being attacked by a graboid. I thought you and were he... ignoring Melvin. You've blown over him so far. I was like, yeah. yeah I have blown over him. Uh, Bert definitely wanted to shoot this kid. <laughs> yep. Like, I think he would have shot Melvin first and then figured out if the graboid was actually attacking or not. Just bury it. I mean, bury him. It's, mm-hmm. I think nobody would notice. What if that was the movie? What if that was like the graboid thing? They just gave up on it, and the the, the movie is like a psychological drama about this yeah. little town of fourteen people dealing with the the gun nut that shot the teenage kid. Oh, I thought maybe it would like it would be the exact movie up to this point, and then Bert shoots Melvin, and then everyone's like, "Didn't even see it, Bert." Then the cops show up and. <laughs> They're shaking everybody down, and they're like, uh, Melvin was bad news, you know, somebody somebody must have come in from out of town and taken him out. Mm-hmm. I feel like perfection should have a sheriff, though, right? I don't They got a Maybe. post office somehow. Yeah. Maybe they're, uh, like, unincorporated or whatever it is. They're not, like, a real town. It's county. Bur- well, you just Bur- like would a- shoot them anyway, so... Yeah. Now they got Bert there. They're like, oh, we're good. Yeah, he's like a de facto sheriff. Yeah, I'm thinking the whole Graboid thing is just the Simpsons cold open. It doesn't really affect the story. It's really simply the catalyst for Bert to shoot Melvin. Mm-hmm. You got the kiln pottery lady. She she cracks. <laughs> then they bring in a you know big city investigator from Bixby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked how you said the calm lady cracks. Yeah. By the way, this is our second uh, film with Kelm. Kelm? Kiln? Kelm. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. A kiln? Cron, do you know the other one? Twice dead. No! Oh! Two points for that guy. I know the movies I've watched. Twice points. Don't know all those Will Smith movies, but I don't know you. You you put on a good show last week. You got your priorities. Yeah, you you were able to name Dave West. Mm Hmm. Classic Will Smith character. His name is Jim West. Is that right, Bones? Yeah, it's it's Jim West. Okay. 
uh, on the way out to Bixby, Val and Earl stop at uh, the home that's being built, and they do find this Ford car buried under underneath the earth. Where's that goddamn golden oldie coming from? Uh, they're as they're riding on, their horses get attacked, and we get our first proper look at a graboid here. Uh. The guys run, they jump into like a concrete ditch, and the Graboid runs right into it and kills itself. Uh, Rhonda shows up. She starts talking to them. She estimates that there are actually three more of these things out there. Uh, Our group decides to head over for Rhonda's truck, but a Graboid's right on their tail. Um, They get up onto a rock for shelter. And they end up having to sleep there overnight. I don't mean to be crude, but I got to take care of some business. Mm-hmm. I think they all do. So, mm-hmm. zip. Oh, I like the yeah. The closed captioning actually had unzipping. <laughs> so now we wake up. It's the next day. They're still stuck up on this rock, trying to figure out what to do. Rhonda gets the idea that they can just pole vault from rock to rock. It's a good thing that this rock had three discarded pieces of scaffolding next to it. Mm-hmm. Residual boulders, mm-hmm. as she calls them. Uh, they finally make it to the truck using this pole vault method. Um, a graboid attacks their truck as soon as they get to it, but luckily they get out just in the nick of time. Uh, I think we can go ahead and take a pee break here. Yeah. Good spot. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Resume Bob. Just wanted to let you know, feel free to hit that follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff. It really helps the boys out. Anyway, keep listening to Five Day Rentals. Thanks. Uh, all right, so we're back at Chang's. Uh, they're having a discussion where they're trying to figure out a name for these things. Uh, mostly Chang and Melvin. Uh, Val is just kind of like, this doesn't even matter right now. We need to figure out what we're going to do about it. Uh, <clears throat> Val also determines at this point by looking at the map, that these things are heading right for the town of perfection. And it's Chang kind of, will... It's kind of freaking out here. Because he kind of that... he's kind of sitting there smoking and he throws a cigarette out. I don't know, I just... I thought he was acting his ass off here. And everybody else was just kind of, you know, normal there. That was just me, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean... Next to Earl, he's seen the most shit, so. I mean, I'm a Bacon fan, so, you know. I, I prefer especially, Bologna. Especially in Hollow Man. It's a doctor I can get behind. I cannot even tell you the fucking plot of Hollow Man. He turns hollow. It's right he, in the title. He is leading a group of scientists that are doing experimental work on, like, basically trying to make, like, an invisible formula. 
he they, injects himself, correct? Yeah, so they successfully okay. they successfully turn a gorilla uh, yeah, invisible, and then they he wants human trials, but then they get shut down, and he's like, "Fuck that, we're we're doing human trials." He does it, and then it's successful, and then he starts to lose his mind. So now we don't have to do your pick for next week, Bones, because it was Hollow yeah, Man. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I think uh, I tried to rewatch that at some point recently, and the like special effects are pretty bad. I remember being so blown away by that blood scene when she throws the blood on him. Yeah, it's like oh, it's so fucking awesome. But it it had to be like cut to shit, right? Because it's Paul Verhoeven, so. Yeah, it should have been. Somebody got in there and fucked it up. Yeah, it should have been three hours long. Yeah. Did anybody watch the new Invisible Man? With the lady from Mad Men? Mm. Yeah. No, I didn't see that one. It's pretty good. It's pretty decent. I couldn't tell if it was legit. Elizabeth Moss. I thought she might. I was like, is there a chance that she is just crazy? Like, am I. Well, they kind of play that, too. Okay. So, it's pretty good, though. It came out, like, right before lockdown and shit, right? yeah. Yeah, I think they released it in theaters, and then it kind of shut everything. I think that week is when they shut it all down. Well, isn't someone, isn't making someone look crazy, like, that's the whole idea of being a hollow man, (laughs) is like... No one's going to believe that an invisible person is destroying your life. Yes. My point being that the movie did not remotely seem like a science. It had any science fiction element to it. It was just like her. The trailer was just like my boyfriend figured out how to become invisible. Like they, I didn't. There wasn't like a lab or anything like that from the trailer. Crime. So Sorry. Jesus Christ destroys my life every day. He's invisible. Well, I mean, that is like a... That that is a sci-fi premise, though, right? Because it's... Like, if it was just a story about her boyfriend invented a time machine, that's still... It's the tech, I guess, that goes with it. I can't tell if I'm really poorly explaining my position or I'm just getting fucked with. I'm saying... They did a such a good job in the trailer of selling the whole thing that everybody was going to be doubting her, that there was really an invisible man, that even I was like, well, they don't show a guy injecting anything or taking in some gas, so I don't know mm-hmm. if it's legit. It's a modern <laughs> tech, I guess. Okay. Like like a suit, yeah, kinda. And then, I, well, I I don't want to give a lot away because it would give everything away. There's certain things that happen in the film. It would be like a the new Star Trek movie, and all the entire trailer was like on Earth, and they were in regular clothes. You know what I mean? Like, are you guys gonna watch? We're on the Starship Enterprise, and they're walking the around the cornfield. Invisible man. No. All right. Not at this point. We'll do a whole Hollow Man category. Are you, are you going to do a Diablo level? I'm going to do a Diablo level Taco Bell sauce 
spoiler right now. He f- he fakes his own death in the film, so that's why they don't believe her because they're like, "Oh, he's fucking dead." That doesn't explain how he becomes hollow. He invents the te- he's the he is the like top dog for the tech company that invents that suit that makes you invisible. Of so. course he fakes it, his own death. If I figured out a way to become a hollow man, that's the that's step one, dude. You can't say hollow man. You have to say invisible man. No. <laughs> you pick your words however you want, but that would be step one. Fake my death. Step two. Make it look like someone's going crazy. Terrorize ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Why would you waste your time on that shit? That's the... I, Obviously, his thinking's fucked up. He faked his own death. Like he's not a—he's not thinking straight. Yeah, trying to be a real life hollow man, dude. Of all the things that I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go to this. I'm not gonna say that. I was gonna say semi okay looking girl's house, oh. and be like, "Why the fuck you break up with me?" Yeah, that hurts even worse, dude. No, I, th- I think if, a t- if a head breaks people. up with you, you're like, thank you for at least giving me the time. When a six breaks up with you, you're like, fuck you, fuck this. I'd be sitting in. I'm like, inventing a goddamn suit. The fucking war room at the White House, like that's what I'd be doing. It's like I'm not going in Nicole's house. Like, I was invisible to her when I was visible. I don't know. I think I just mess with people. I think this is turning into the fucking Hollow Man instead of Tremors. <laughs> All right, we'll table this for later. <laughs> um, Chang lands on the name Graboids. That's where we were. Yep. I really um, like Big Mother Slug. This lady goes out to look for her pogo daughter, and I don't know why she just left her out there in the first place. The entire rest of the town is at Chang's. There's only 14 people in town. Mm-hmm. You know um, where that little girl's from? <clears throat> what Jerry mo- McGuire. What movie she'd be in three years later? Independence Day? Trimmers 2? No. Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. That's the right. movie you brought up as being your. Mm-hmm. The inspiration for this, this your watch. Creature features, yeah. We just mm-hmm. tie it together all the time, guys. We're like the human centipedes of podcasts. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm front. I'm front. I called front. I already called it. You know no, what? You guys pick your positions. You're I'll either take, middle I'll or I'll back. I'll take last at this point. Fuck it. <laughs> Learn to breathe out my asshole. I mean, I get that you're saying you'll take last as if you're like, like doing a favor to Dan, but <laughs> second spot is the worst spot. Has anybody <laughs> seen the cover to the Human Centipede? Yeah. It's like a green cover, and there's like a. Has anybody read whitey, what is on of... it? It says, 
a hundred percent scientifically correct. No mm-hmm. shit. No, there is shit. That's kind yeah, of yeah. The there's thing a that lot of shit in it. Dude. Through them, yeah. It's three people's worth of shit. Uh, who is it? I'm not gonna watch this shit. Oh, hundred yeah, percent scientifically correct. <laughs> Got to rent it now. Well, these are the same people not taking vaccines and saying I need more science on it. FDA won't approve it, so I'm not taking it. But I mean, just even having that quote, it's obviously not being made by a scientist because you could have just put on the box, this is 100% accurate, Dr. David Monroe or something. But Dermatologist approved. Yeah, I guarantee you that quote is from the director being like, yeah, it's 100% scientifically accurate. That was a quote on Tremors. Mm-hmm. I remember on the back of the VHS. Oh yeah, yeah. This this real happened, dude. That was the other this quote. Real this real happened, dude. Uh, Melvin gets attacked for real, and everybody runs out, and he's kind of like crawled up onto a light post or something. And this is where we find out that the graboids are now in perfection. Uh, the Graboids are under the store. Mindy, I think, is the little girl. She's outside pogoing her heart out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got her tunes on. Not a care in the world. Uh, Val runs out. He saves her. But now Rhonda gets attacked by a Graboid. She gets kind of tangled up in some barbed wire. Val runs over and just is like, you got to get your pants off. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, you know. You're helping her out, but you're also helping yourself. Mm-hmm. But she ain't got no choice. That, that mm-hmm. was Kevin Bacon telling you that. Uh, they make it back to ten, to Chang's. Val is dressing Rhonda's wounds. Which is the worst. Why? <laughs> he misses like a shit, shit ton of them. She's still like bleeding everywhere. Like, damn, dude, you're he's just, terrible at he's this. He's just poking her with a Q-tip when they cut to it. Yeah. Well, he's got a few of them bandaged. Like, uh, he's, there, there. He's, like, dropping that liquid into yeah. some of them. I don't think Chang's got the best, you know, it's not a CVS. Mm-hmm. But you yeah, think Bert You think Bert would have, like, a fucking little ambulance set up. Aren't they out driving around at this point, though? Maybe they don't have access no, you're to right. Bert's you're right. medical supplies. Out, yeah. Because they went out looking for, they went out looking for the for Rhonda when they left on the horses, so mm-hmm. they're at their house, right? Because that scene's coming up. Well, and I think you said earlier, but you know she got some hair on her legs. Didn't bother me one bit. No, I'm in no way judging. I was just making a comment that I feel like it's within her character to be wearing like the big cargo shorts and like the sunscreen and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the soda cooler kicks on and everybody freaks out. Val kind of gets on top of it and is able to unplug it, but they're a little too late because a graboid pops out and eats Walter. Yeah. It's like Quint style. Mm Mm-hmm. I like the shot of him being drug under and he's kind of hanging out the front of it. Dude, that stuntman, it looks like they smash his head up against that fucking cooler. 
like there's a shot where he whips bam and it look it looks like the corner of the cooler is a little closer than he expected also so this grab weight attacks i guess chang gave uh ronda a new pair of jeans mm-hmm. like can you imagine having a run away from a graboid and like brand new stiff denim would you rather just go pants i think i'd go pantsless yeah <laughs> i hate i hate new jeans oh it's the worst yeah you just gotta get them broken in dude i guess there's no better way to break them in than hopping up on cabinets and shit mm-hmm. but mm-mm. you wash them like 30 times before you wear them Are you supposed to do that? I thought you're supposed to like put them on and get in a like a cool bath, right? They're supposed to like form to you. Yeah, because this that. is like '90s. This is '80s '90s denim. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't shit now with a little bit of stretch in it. The real shit. Yeah, this was designed to be worn up by your belly button. Not these fucking low rise ones I got to deal with now. Uh, everybody makes their way up to the roof. Uh, Rhonda kind of gets thrown out of the building, but she's able to get up to a water tower. Sorry. You guys, did you guys miss a five-day rentals, like, staple on top of one of these shelves? A Gatorade, a glass Gatorade. Glass Gatorade bottles, man. Wow. Those are not, those were not road safe. I bet those are being traded though in like a mm-hmm. underground trucker circle. Oh, you see them at all sorts of flea markets. You see dogs playing poker and glass mm-hmm. Gatorade bottles. I thought 1990 they would already have moved on to plastic by now. I guess yep. it's 1990 though. Yeah, but everything in Chang shops at least five or seven years old. Yeah, I and just on know- the side of it it does say video rentals. Yeah, he's got a, a two for one dollar Monday through Thursday. That's what the sign says. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. I just know I'm not peeing in a glass bottle while I'm driving down the road. Why? That's reusable. No. I'm not putting anything that can shatter and shard next to my junk. No chance. And plus they're the smaller ones. Yeah, I need a real big one. <laughs> Get that I, drop. Yeah, when I when I go to the Seven Eleven, I'm always like, "Do you have any wider mouth Gatorades?" But Dick won't fit in this one. Yeah, I got this giant hog, and you know, I'm gonna piss in this bottle later. So, Ron, I thought we agreed you were gonna call it a pecker. I think pecker is funny, but hog is serious. <laughs> Pecker's also like you're f- over 40. I feel mm. like old guys say pecker. Yeah, when I go to the 7-Eleven, I go get a sausage off the grill, and I <laughs> I hold it up to each bottle outside of like the, the cooler to see if it ain't remotely close to that sausage. Pff, I'm out of here. Yeah. You guys got any corn dogs? <laughs> Just a hot dog? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, I'm gonna need your I need thickest three, hot dog. I need three hot dogs and some <laughs> scotch tape. All right, where are we? <laughs> Perfection, uh, Nevada. Yeah. Oh, uh, shitty-ass Melvin. He's kind of hanging out in a shed, and he starts hollering, and he just... This kid is the worst. (laughs) Is he the most annoying person on five-day rental so far? I thought so. I couldn't think of anybody. You couldn't think of anyone from Texas Chainsaw the Next Generation? (laughs) Two goons I, from uh, MXP are pretty. Oh, I'd take those guys. I'd rather, I'd rather be on a road trip with those guys than fucking Melvin. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're a villain, if you're Matthew McConaughey, that's one thing. But if you're supposed to be on the, I'm supposed to care about you. Just agitating. Maybe you're not supposed to care about Melvin. Yeah, then kill him off. Mm-hmm. That's the thing in this up, movie, though. Up the stakes, Everybody man. survives. Up the stakes, man. Everybody well, survives except the Asian guy. Walter Chang dies. The old farmer who was totally fucking his sheep dies. Mm-hmm. The road crew. Yeah. There are lots of deaths, Dan. It was a Mexican guy. Oh, I, I, in my mind, in my memory, the Mexican guy didn't make it. I was like, wow, I'm fucking racist. I assumed he died earlier in the movie like he made it this far that's awesome i really but, feel like they wanted like cheech marin for that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he was like i'm busy man uh, hey, hey donna melvin finally gets up onto the roof of this shed so i guess he's good to go for a little while bert and heather show up back over at their house slash armory and Bert calls on the CB radio while Heather loads up some bullets into that cleaning machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Val tells them they need to get up onto the roof. Bert and Heather just decide instead to grab a bunch of the guns off the wall. So they're going to stand their ground, I guess. That's a smut wall in a way, right? To Probably certain... for him it is, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, to certain people, I'd say, mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't think he's not cranked off to that gun wall, you're dead wrong. I mean, they've fucked in in front of it, yeah. Well, they have a bed down there, right? I was just impressed that they had a basement. I was like... I think it's like a gun wall, a bed, and then they got a... I don't know, just a bunch of cinder blocks they've painted blue. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Bert and Heather get their guns, a graboid pops in, and these dudes just start blasting. Um, eventually, Bert's able to take it down with an elephant gun. And there was a pretty funny shot of Reba McIntyre shooting two pistols at the same time. Yeah. There's... She's, like, really squinting. Michael Gross, the actor playing Bert, does not look like he's ever fired a gun before. Because he doesn't actually butt any of the guns up to his shoulder. Like an elephant gun you couldn't just hold underneath like he like he does in this movie. Mm-hmm. But then there's an also uh, a real awesome like projection shot 
I don't like there's like four or five seconds of it's like behind Bert's shoulder as he's like shooting a machine gun and you could see like the the grab boys just on like a projection screen. It looks real shitty, but I love it. <laughs> Picked the wrong uh, fucking rec room, right? Mm-hmm. After they take down this Graboid, they call back on the radio, and since this PG-13 movie already had one fuck in it, we get a couple mother humpers. Yep. Why not just make it R? I mean... It was. It had 20 F-words in it. Wow. But they decided to go PG-13. That's why you get mother humpers. And left two F-words in. Oh, they got two? Yeah, well, fuck you whenever... Yeah. And then wrong fucking rec room, right? I don't know why I... I don't remember him saying fucking rec room. I thought it was just... You just you picked the wrong rec room. I thought he said fucking. Maybe he does. I thought there was two fucks in there. I thought you could only get one and still have it be PG-13. Yeah. Mm. Maybe if you cut from 20 to 2, they allow it. I don't know. Yeah, that could be. They could was, that, was that upon sh- further research, Dan? Yeah. The 20 to 2? Yeah, so somebody's counted. Uh, the entire... Oh, mother humper. <laughs> the entire town... Uh, begins to celebrate the fact that Bert has killed what is at best an extremely endangered species of animal. I think it's really funny that they like cut to everyone and they're like, Bert got one. <laughs> like They're just all erupting in cheers. I don't know. I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean for yep. this movie is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. So Graboids at this point just start wrecking all the buildings. They're trying to figure out, you know, where these people are and how to get them down to the ground. Uh, The Graboids take out Bert and Heather's truck. That's basically the last truck that was available. So kind of they've always been talking about we've got to get to the mountains. Uh, That's like solid rock. And then we can get to Bixby through the mountains. Uh, but like I said, they just lost the last available truck they had. Uh, the new plan is they're going to take the cat, which is like a big bulldozer kind of thing. And they're going to hook up an old trailer to it and just roll slowly to the mountains, take everybody up there. Uh, Miguel, who's on the roof with Val and Earl... Uh, decides to set up a little distraction where he's going to start a mower and that will allow Val to run over to the cat and get it all hooked up while the Graboids are distracted. Um, Val and Earl kind of discuss who's going to go. Earl says it's got to be him. He knows how to work the cat better. Val says he's the faster runner. Val just ends up kind of elbowing him in the stomach and taking off. Uh, as he's running, he has to stop because the Graboids are gaining on him. The mower thing only worked to a certain extent. And he kind of stops in his tracks. They can't find him. Why and have all... a lawnmower here? 
Yeah, it is just dirt. So I was like, I don't see any grass at all. Maybe he just takes it to cruise around. Mm-hmm. Like in a nicer uh, little township, it would have been a golf cart, but... Mm-hmm. Not in perfection, it's just old old mowers. Everybody starts shouting to make a distraction. Val's able to get over to the cat and get it running. Uh, he pulls up first to Rhonda. She kind of hops on to the front and walks her way back. Bert and Heather are making some bombs. And they kind of... A like, lot. Yeah, the cat pulls up to them and they don't want to get off their roof. They're like grabbing all the gear they've brought. The graboids are like trying to take the cat under. And Bert and Heather just wasting some time. Uh, so they're kind of cruising up to the mountains. They see the graboids in the distance doing something. They can't figure out what it is. But these graboids have hollowed out the ground in front of the, the dirt road that leads up to the mountains. So they basically wreck the cat. Uh, Bert tosses a bomb at one. He finally gives Melvin a gun at this point. They throw a bomb as a distraction and are able to get to another little set of boulders. There's no bullets in this thing. Yeah, Melvin finds out that his gun didn't have any bullets in it. Uh, Bert and Val start to argue about what the plan should have been. So Bert's kind of like, we could have just stayed at my place and held out there. Mm-hmm. He gets Which pretty pissed. Pro- I mean, probably would have worked, though. They certainly had enough guns. They probably could have taken him out. Yeah, you just have to get him in that right angle. Because you can't, like, they couldn't shoot them through the dirt. They were able to kill that one because it could only go so far. And they were able to just fucking shoot it in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So how do you get how do you get it to do that? I don't know. I see both sides, which I think they it, they do a good job there, and I like Reba McIntyre's little like let it go, let it go. Yeah, I know he thinks he knows everything. Like that supportive sort of like mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you, but just let it go. Uh, I think there's a pretty funny scene here where they're kind of all just hanging out on the rock. And I would say this movie has been, you know, pretty light in tone. But Bert is just like, I think I'll just grab a bomb and walk out there and, like, kill myself, basically. And then even Reba McIntyre is like, oh, Bert, don't say that. Like, Bert's in all seven of these movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is the backbone of the Tremors franchise for sure. Well, isn't Earl only in up until the second one? Yeah, he's in the second one. Yeah. yeah. And I so I did read a little bit. They wanted, like, Kevin Bacon almost came back, but they dropped the budget of it, and then he was like, nah, fuck that. So. Hmm. What about Rhonda? Did she ever? Not that I recall. I went through the filmography. I think it was like the third or fourth one, which is like a prequel. 
takes place in like the wild west or some shit and i think bert's playing like his ancestor or something i was like i'm pretty sure i've seen that one and then napoleon dynamite i think is in the like that actor is in the most recent one (laughs) i know there's one like hell freezes over or something that i've seen I didn't watch it, but I seen it yeah. on the, the thing. They try to. It seems like they try to go, kind of different with each one, or ones in like ice, and then the newest one I think is in like a tropical island, Shrieker Island or something they call it. Uh, after Bert contemplates suicide by graboid, uh, <laughs> Earl's kind of like that's actually a good idea, um, not for Bert to kill himself, but that they can kind of throw one of these bombs out there and he can kind of reel it in and, you know, kind of go, I think they say go fishing. Mm -hmm. Uh, This works for one of the graboids. So this little bomb trick works. Uh, It explodes the graboid, but I think at, at this point, don't we, uh, there looked like a shot of like some eggs Oh, after it blows up? Yeah. Yeah, I I kind of thought that too, but then I thought maybe that was just like something for special effects maybe. I thought they were like maybe, you know, getting to the end of production or something. And they were like, oh, let's set up a, you know, a part two. Like let's sneak a little egg shot in there so we can come back if this is a hit. Hmm. I could see that. I was just thinking about like the discussion that you have on set of like how much like how gross do you get like how much shit do you throw in the air to land on on your actors I think they could have gone grosser yeah that's what I was thinking too I was like you could have maybe leaned in and had one person get really fucking covered you know like Melvin that would have been a huge fucking payoff like if yeah if Melvin and like Miguel are standing next to each other and Miguel or Miguel's like super clean and then Melvin's just fucking covered in guts, like, oh, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like in the Ghostbusters, uh, you know, when they all walk out and fucking Venkman hasn't had any, he has like hardly any Marshmallow Man on him. It's great. Uh, who, who wrote that well, movie? Ghostbusters? Yeah. Um, Danny Aki. Danny Aki, man. Who directed it? Ivan Reitman? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Not Dan Aykroyd would have also been a fine. What was the only movie that Danny Aki directed? Hmm. Don't know. I bet it's a fucking hit, though. Maybe one day we'll cover it on this yeah, we'll podcast. See. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Val and Earl are stuck out with a graboid. Oh, Val tries to do the fishing thing. It doesn't work. Um, they kind of get knocked off the rock they're on. And uh, they're kind of stuck out in the valley with a graboid around them. Val and Earl take off running with one last bomb. Val throws the bomb behind the chasing graboid. Uh, This kind of blasts it through the ground and over a cliff. So that's how they kill the last one. 
and can you fly we, can you fly you sucker right i bet that was probably can you fly you fuck or something mm-hmm. yeah can you fly bobby uh so the movie's pretty well wrapped up we get one little you know ending scene where the guys are deciding they're going to head out to bixby Rhonda comes over to say goodbye Val really wants to kiss her, but he's, you know, chicken shit. Um, And then finally, Earl's like, better do it, man. And Val runs over, gives her a kiss. And then we get the credits with a Reba McIntyre song over it. They should have shelled out some real money here and got a a Tremors tie-in song, like an Mm -hmm. original. Like, Baby, You Give Me the Shakes, something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, you think they asked Reba to write an original? They should have. She's like, I don't know. She might have been game. No, just be like, do a country graboid song. You've graboid a part of my soul. Right? Something like that, maybe. I think you gotta start lyrically here. You can't start melody. You gotta go... (laughs) Graboid keeps grabbing my heart. These are all good. Mm-hmm. You shake you and shake the ground beneath my feet. Mm-hmm. And you know Reba would have just knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. I mean. Class actor. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was uh, 1990s Tremors. Wow. Guys, you got any... Thoughts that you want to get out before we get on to Dan's research. Yeah, Kron, who directed this film? Ron Underwood. Sorry. This was directed by Ron Underwood. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Stone Cold Classic here. Uh, grew up with it. Pretty much every weekend I spent at my grandma's. So, very familiar. Very uh, humble, very warm feeling each time Tremors comes on. Cool. Yeah, I think it it fucking holds up. It's 30 years old. I had as much fun watching it, you know. I find something new every time I watch it. I'm not saying I'd put it up there with like fucking Jaws or Jurassic Park, but it's pretty fucking close, man. Like, like this is absolutely a movie that like an eight-year-old could watch, you know, along with their grandparent and still have fun. Mm-hmm. It, it's a pretty good balance of uh, of horror and fun. Just a fun summer watch. <laughs> Go watch it under the stars on a summer night. Mm-hmm. In a desert. If you got a movies in the park, insist that they show trimmers. Or boycott. <laughs> yeah. Or put a giant rat in front of the screen. <laughs> Dan, hit us with that. 
tasty research. Upon further research, gentlemen, this was released on January 19th, 1990. What a huge mistake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another, uh, this wasn't going to make any money, but it it made $16.6 for its gross. I didn't get a budget, but I'm sure it wasn't $16 So, this was a failure in the box office. Uh, Runaway Smash in home video and VHS sales and rentals, which tripled what it made in box office. So, you're saying this wasn't an underground movie? I'm just saying a lot of people rented this motherfucker. Uh, first film for uh, Miss Reba there. Uh, stated earlier, it was a rated R film, but they wanted to cut it down to 13th. Alternate titles for this movie, Beneath Perfection, Dead Silence, and Land Sharks. were all alternative uh, titles. And uh, 1963 Jeep. Gladiator was what Val and Earl drove around for the film. That truck? Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet truck. Mm -hmm. So, that's it. That's really all I got. I mean, there's some other stuff on there. Little tidbits here and there. Uh, Bacon had his, his... I think Walter, whenever Walter died... That's whenever he... That was the last scene I think they filmed. He had his kid. I guess his wife was in labor then. Went on after this. Uh, Flatliners, JFK, right around that time. So he started kind of blowing up right after this. Uh, a Few Good Men, 1992, I think. Hollow Man. Yeah, uh, that was... 99, 98. Yeah, maybe. I was going to say 2000, I thought. Maybe not. Just think about all the good movies that came out in 99. Stir of Echoes. Hollow Man. 2000. It's Hollow Man, yeah. So, well, let's see. 89 is fucking Last Crusade, Batman, uh, Back to the Future 3. It's 89, right? Or is that 90? I don't know. I just, I just, it just seems silly to. This is a perfect summer movie. Why are you putting this out in fucking January? Yeah, that's a terrible time to put this movie out. Yeah, it's freezing cold in New York City. Let's go see something about worms in a desert. Ah, this is. Back to the Future Two is eighty nine, and then three is in ninety. Or like, however they did it, because it wasn't it like six or seven months apart. Maybe that's what they were trying to avoid. But that's all I got, gentlemen. Cool. Anybody find anything else? Do you think we should put music underneath Dan's upon further research? Like a little lo-fi beat? Maybe. No? Okay. I was going to say like blaring house music. Okay. I'll try. I'll try. We'll see. And we... And we make Dan, Dan start just shouting the research over. Mm-hmm. I think um, pew, classical pew, pew, pew. music would work. 
Okay. Best. Find some royalty. Damn, free. son. Oh, fucking Darude Sandstorm. It's fucking <laughs> sitting right there. Is it time? Is it time? It's time. What time is it? Write my letterbox. Write it. This needs a theme. Rate my box. Yeah, we already got a theme for this. This part. is okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this isn't easy. I'm gonna go. Dan. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Four point oh. Cron three point five. Bones, I got you at a 4.0. Kron, I got you at a 3.5. I think I'll go Bones a 4, Dan a 3.5. Don't you? Should I pull out my graboid? Yeah. Show us mm-hmm. a big ass graboid. You need a bigger bottle than that, dude. That beer koozie might be big enough. Just tape that whole eight pack of hot dogs together. Mm-hmm. My dick's like a tall boy for sure. Um <laughs> It's good to know that it won't fit. Uh 4.0, guys. Fucking classic. This is it. It's unfair. It's unfair to pick this, but I'm glad you did. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Three point five, guys. Three point five. Nostalgia. Once again, it's kind of like Demon Knight. I seen it when I was younger. I thought, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Hadn't watched it in a while, and it's like, still got it. Still got it. So, it's, I don't know. I feel like I needed a little more, like, nastiness, with the like Bones was saying, with the worms and shit. Maybe that would jump it up to a four. A little bit more gore, maybe. I really like the a rated R version of this movie. That's what I'll say. So. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I do feel like just based on how the '90s and the early 2000s went, it's like if this had come out later, you probably would have got the like unrated cut in every blockbuster, you know? Like it, but this is 1990 versus you know, 2000. So, yeah, I just don't, I, I think the 10 year gap between 90 and 2000, we just lost the ability to fucking juggle that tone though of the yeah. horror and the comedy. Now I would absolutely, Oh, sorry. Cron reveal yourself and then we'll, we'll argue a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'd be a 3.5. This was pretty close to being a four. Um, but I think I'm going to go with 3.5. 
This is super fun. I mean, I feel like this is a movie you could throw on at any point and you'd have a great time. I also feel like this is maybe like the best kind of movie to show your kid when they're starting to get, you know, old enough to kind of dip their toe into the horror water. Yeah. Like this would be cuz it's still fun enough that a kid's going to laugh at the jokes, but you know, you you can kind of bridge that gap a little bit. Mhm. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I, I sat right here and said, I wish Melvin would have had more shit on him, more, you know, I maybe one of the deaths was a little bit more gruesome or whatever, but I don't, if you amplify that, I don't know if the rest of it goes along. I think mm-hmm. one of the reasons that it works so well is, is like they seem to know when to when to stay on a death, when to move to a joke, you know. The pe- and great fucking chemistry between our two leads here yeah we could mm-hmm. see four more films with these two yeah mm-hmm. we didn't really fucking sin that they didn't do it yeah we, we didn't really paid him give fred ward that much credit in the episode but i mean it's it's a bummer that he's got to play to bacon but he still does really great i think oh, like, yeah, he seems man. like I... a, a real fucking dude you know i'd watch these two dudes in a desert in a fucking new york city or Wherever the fuck they are. Yeah. So. But that's, I just, maybe as I'm older, I fully watched it again. And, you know, the nostalgia level was kind of evened out, I guess. I I was smiling watching well, it so, Monday. Yeah, so was I. And then Tuesday, I was like, this is still fucking fun. Like, this is still... The, the shit is like it there's not a lot of fat mm-hmm. you know like you you get a scare then you get a, a a joke you get a little bit of i mean there is the part of you like okay you mean to tell me there's not like a part a half a block or you know a quarter of a mile within the road that you couldn't drive around you know but for the most part they do a great job of explaining like no, there's mountains and cliffs. Like one guy even lives here specifically because it shut off. Mm-hmm. You know, like you care about the people. So I feel like I always have to justify my fours, but I mean, this is right up there with turtles for sure. Like I can't, Kron, I can't once not give again, it a four. Yeah. Just tugs at the heartstrings of bones every time, man. That's it. We're watching Aliens next week. If it ain't broke, I mean. Uh, so this would give us an average rating of 3.67. Uh, this would be number four on the big list, right under Maniac Cop and right above Dead Heat. I'm good with that. Split Bonesy's picks up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> uh, uh, you guys crushed it this week. You both got two points. Rate my letterbox. I only got a 1.5. Guys, I think heading into the next uh, review show, things might work out a little differently with the picks. I yep. mean, I'm sitting at 8.5. 
Dan is at eight. Bones is at seven point five. I mean, still anybody's it's game. It's a one point game right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I like that we added some stakes to it because I, in all honesty, I almost gave you both the 3.5. I was like, that's the safe bet. You know what? It's right between that. But I was like, I think Dan's got to be there fucking with me, man. He's got to be, he's my USA summer brother. Like, (laughs) but We'll Maybe see. it'll we'll change see. at the yeah, review we'll show. I don't, we'll you know, I don't know. But like I said, as as an adult, <laughs> I watched it. I, I said it's been a long time since I've watched it. So I think you it's know. just the perfect movie for this podcast. If I'm yeah, thinking, if I'm thinking about the the video store that we're building. This is absolutely like I want four copies of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I want this to be visually like I want this to pop out because I want a six-year-old kid to be like, "Whoa, that's scary," and then I want a ten-year-old awesome. kid to go, "I want to watch that." You know, like I, it's it's perfect. Thank you, Kron. Thank yeah, you, Kron. I mean, it does hit like a tone that I would agree that's not really in movies anymore. Like the kind of PG 13 ish kind of stuff now is, you know, Marvel movies and like big, the rock. Yeah. Like big tent blockbuster kind of things. And you don't get to have a PG 13 movie. That's a little rough around the edges like this. Yeah. We talked about, was it the rundown? Was that last episode where we were talking about rock movies? And I was like, the the rundown's actually pretty great. Yeah. I would yeah. say the the rundown feels comparable to to Tremors in a way. Like how it balances shit. Cool. Right on. All right. Five day renters. That was Tremors from nineteen ninety. Uh we all loved it. You should definitely watch it. And when we get back from the after showers, Bones is going to let us know his pick for this category. That's before right. We, before we hit record, it almost sounded like Bones didn't have a pick ready. So uh, hopefully he's got a title I don't in know mind. what the fuck was up with my, my brain because I stressed <laughs> the last few days. And for some reason, I thought I should ask Kron a question, you know. The Terminator thing in my brain that allowed me to like, oh, I should ask blah, 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 you know, because I don't have regular human skills. I have a fucking program that I'm following. (laughs) Yeah. Well, everybody, uh, come back after showers, find out the movie that Bones picks off the top of his head. (laughs) Crash and burn. Hey, uh, if you're on Apple, give us a rating. Uh, If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. It's just shit we got to say. Thanks, everybody, for your support. Crash and burn. That's 5DayRentalsPodcast at gmail.com. Five. It's in the number five. Crash and burn.
We're gonna have an all '90s. Uh, Fine by me. This fucking category week. here. What's that? So are we gonna have an all '90s category going on here? We shall see. Probably well, right, because if you're looking at video boxes, <laughs> when were we all coming of age? Well. I will tell you that I... Hey, welcome back from the after showers because I want to leave all this in. So, hey, bu- hey, people. Hey. Uh, that was Tremors. A lot of okay. sand a lot of sand at the bottom of my shower. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I'm going to close this out for it came from the VHS cover. I found a website. It was like vhscollector.com and just clicked through pages and pages and pages. So there was a lot of 70s and 80s stuff that, you know, didn't end up on VHS until the 90s. So I was like, oh, so some of this, you know, I guess I could have picked. I will tell you, this was the hardest pick that I've had to make so far for a category. I like Um, that. I wrote down Stream of Consciousness, about 25 movies that I could remember yeah, damn. The VHS cover had to strike about twenty of those because I was like, "Nah, don't don't really work." Uh, I can tell you some of those, like uh, Schindler's Pol- List, Poltergeist, uh, Hunt for Red October, Days of Thunder, things that we I brought up earlier, Cliffhanger, the Cliffhanger VHS. Holy shit! That would have been a great one. Uh, backdraft. <laughs> um, and then a few other ones that I was like, oh, maybe these will work for other categories. Let's take it classic action, okay, with a classic great premise just turned on its head. And by that, let's basically do Die Hard in a school. And we're going to do 1997's Masterminds. This is available on Amazon or Amazon Prime, which was another deciding factor. Because I was like, I'd like to not have to rent this fucker. You said 1990? 97. Seven. 97. Yep. I think I've told a story on here before. This was a movie that I fucking hunted down forever. I was going to the video store. I was telling Sam like twice a day for like a week and the guy was getting annoyed with me. I was like, I would just ride my bike. I'd do the 10 minute ride out there. Did they return masterminds yet? No, it's not due back yet. But I saw the, I saw the trailer for this movie and was instantly like, Oh, that's me. Like that's the perfect fucking movie for me. Like I'm 12 years old. I wish I was a little bit older. Have either of you seen this? No. Okay. We got Patrick Stewart. Fresh off Star Trek The Next Generation. He doesn't know what he wants to do with his career. Why not step out and play the the villain? He's the Hans Gruber of the film, if you will. We got Lil Pete from uh, Mad Men. I can never say his last name. Vincent Carthizer. As our main character, Ozzy. 
This is going to be a plot rundown nightmare. There's a lot that goes on in this fucking movie. I think I've seen this. I think. But man, this this orange and green cover. The way that this one video store was laid out, like the new release is like this small like as soon as you came in there was a counter to the right. And then right in front of you, there was like a, a center aisle, and facing that door was all of the the new releases in alphabetical order. So this being M, it was like right there in the middle. Man, and I would, I would drive by, I'd ride by, and if I could look and see that the the VHS was popped out from the shelf, a little bit more, like the depth of like, oh, there's a VHS behind it. But the guy was cool enough. He ended up keeping it up on the counter. So like the 10th time that I came in, he was like, just came in, held it for you. I, and I, I probably watched this thing 10 times. So I thought maybe that video store clerk was like, man, I'm going to watch this masterminds when it comes back in and see what this kid's jazzed up about. Got to watch this shit. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, babe, I got masterminds. It's it's the biggest smash hit down at the rental. We can't keep this thing in six times a day, man. I mean, you can't get one copy, you know? (laughs) This kid's spending all day just riding his bike in front of the store, Mm -hmm. staring in through the window. And I'm trying to think, because this came out, I want to say August, when I looked it up, August of 97 was its release. So Guam got stuff so much later. So it was prob, and then plus this is the era where, you know, it could take a year for something to end up on VHS. It wasn't like it is now, where six weeks it's available on digital and DVD. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm pretty sure it was probably the summer of '98 that I saw this. So I'm 13 years old. This is. Like my last year on the island, most of my friends had moved away. That whole summer, I was by myself. Fucking. I have a feeling you guys are going to be miserable, but this might be an MXP situation. But only time will tell. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. I liked MXP better than Dan did, so. All right. Well, this was our shortest episode. I don't know if we meandered long enough here to break that uh, or not. Good, Tremors. It was good, clean fun. Guys. Fucking classic. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Crash and burn. Buddies, Buddies forever. Multiple kisses. Yeah, I need a real big one. (laughs) 